0: To welcome everybody in church this morning, and also any everybody listening in to our service. It is trying times, and I hear on the radio that our president with, will have a meeting with us tonight again—the so-called family meeting. Asking us, I don't know. Maybe they will be more strict, uh, more stricter. Um, uh, restrictions for us. So, amal is welkom vanmorgen in die kerk. Mag die hier by jou wees, waar jy ook al is, voor al vir mense wat ook inluister na ons diens vanmorgen. Die afkondigings was op die skerm gewees, miskien kan ek net sê dat daar tot daar nou verder kennisgeving is, weer um, gaan daar nou nie meer kinderkerk wees, nie die kinderhuis het op besluit, dat hulle met die inperkingsversichtig wil wees, so hulle kom ook nie meer kerk toe nie. So, uh, we just want to say that there won't be any children's church until further further notice, because um, of the restrictions and to the precautions for people to get infected. With this pandemic, this virus that we all suffer from. Um, and no activities also further at the church until we have more clarity about it. Maar as dit jou verjaarsdag is in hierdie week wat kom, mag die vir jou met sy goedheid en sy liefde. Happy birthday to all our birthday people. May God bless you with his his kindness and his goodness. We've got a very long list of people on our prayer request list and there's a lot of people suffering. Um, so take note of them. By hierdie gebedsvoorbiddingslijsie wil ek net vir Werner, Nell en familie op en dan ook vir Andrew Hudson. This all spesifieke afkondigings wat ek dan nou onder amelse aandag wil bring. We start our service this morning by contemplating on God's word as a commencing word. It comes from Psalm 130 and it is a plead to God. Kom ons hoor wat ze sê Psalm 130 se er vir ons, als ons anfangswoord vermoor. Uit die dieptes roep ek na u, Heere. Luister toch naar my Heere, hoor toch my opgeroep. Ek stel my vertrouwen in die Heere, Ik vertrouw op hom. Ek wacht op die vervulling van zijn woord. Ek wacht op die Heere meer as wat die op die moore wacht, want by hom is die verlossing seker. From the depths of despair, O Lord, I call for your help. Hear my cry, O Lord, pay attention to my prayer. I'm counting on the Lord, yes, I'm counting on Him. I have put my hope in his word, and I long for the Lord more than centuries long for the dawn. With him, salvation is assured. So this is the attitude with which we are here this morning. Waiting on God, calling on God, connecting with him. Because in him we have our hope. Therefore, also receive the blessings of the trying God this morning. God who loves you and me dearly, wherever you are this morning, know that God is with you. That his presence will never leave you. And that his hope will always stay with you. Die drie ennige God is jou. And I see in you, with thy in thy Amen. Amen. So, in connection with our commencing word of calling onto God, there's another psalm, and Andres is going to sing it to us. It's a psalm that's with a metaphor of a deer in the wilderness longing for water and in the same way the psalmists say, we long for God. So dis ons openingsgebed vanmorgen, kom ons luister as Andries vir ons sing, soos a woldsbok wat smag na water smag my siel na u, o Heer.
1: So sopts bok wat smag na waters mag my seel na u o heer u alleen is my hearts verlange en ek bring aan u die eer. U is my bron van kracht, en U teenwoordigheid wil ek nou waag. U alleen is my harts verlange, en ek bring aan U die eer. And gold and silver only you can satisfy you alone are the real joy giver and the apple of my eyes. shield. To you alone may my spirit yield. You alone are my heart's desire, and I long
0: this attitude that we come before God, we get a lot of assurances in God's word. And Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 2 the following. As berusting en bemoediging vir jou en my vermoorde, lees ons wat Paulus in Efesiers 2 vers 4 skryf. Hy sê, maar God is reik in barmhartigheid, en het ons innig lief. Door sy groot liefde, het hy ons, wat dood was, as gevolg van ons oortredings, saam met Christus, lewend gemaak. Uit genade is jylle gered. But God is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so much, that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by by God's grace that you have been saved. So if we come into the presence of God, God reminds us of his grace. There's nothing that you and I did to deserve our salvation. Nothing comes from our side. It's a blessing and it's a gift from God. And therefore, let us, as we are in this church this morning, let us commit our lives again to this gracious God. Let us us surrender all we are, all we have, everything to him. When we listen as Andres prays this on our behalf and we sing it along in our hearts. Take my life and let it be consecrated Lord to, to thee. Ni my lewe. Hier is my lewe, Ons op een manier vir God oor.
1: the dear have lot my heart take my life and let it be Sacred Lord, to Thee take my moments and my days, let them flow in endless praise. Mark my heart for Thee to throne, Thy his water. Ruch me, Volche, full and, hart, Alteid nai weiserat. Take my love, my Lord, I pour, At Thy feet its treasure store. Take myself and I will be ever only all for thee.
0: Heer, as ons nou een u teenwoordigheid is en ons lewe aan u gewaai het, dan is ons nou oop om u woord te hoor. Gee vir ons die heilige Geest die boodskap wat u vir ons vanmorgen bring. Ons is oop en ontvankelijk vir u woord. Here we are, your children, on this beautiful Sunday again, Lord. And we open ourselves to receive your word and the message. And we want to open our hearts and lives and minds to be receptive of your calling, your guidance, and your only grace and hope in our lives we listen when you speak we are here present in this holy wonderful moment Amen Ons skrifgedeelte is uit Markus hoofstuk 5 Mark chapter 5 and we are going to read from verse 21 to 43. It is a healing inside a healing. That's a interesting way to look at it. Genesing binnen geneesing. Twee geneesingsverhale wat so in mekaar gevlecht word. Nadat Jesus weer met die boot na die oorkant gevaar het, het een groot skare om hom saamgedrom waar hij langs die see was. Een van die leiers van die synagoge, met die naam Jairus, komt u daar aan en toe hij hom sien, val hij voor zijn voeten neer en smeek om ernstig Mijn My dochterkie le op sterwe, kom le die handen op haar, zodat so zij gezond kan word en leef. Jezus het saam met hom vertrek, groot skaar het om gevolg en teen hom gedruk. Daar was een vrouw wat al 12 jaar lang aan bloedvloeiing geleid het. het erg geleid onder baie dokters en sy het al haar besittings daar spandeer. Sy het echter geen baar daarbij gevind nie, dit het slechter met haar gegaan. En toe sy van Jezus hoer, het sy in die skare van achteraf gekom en aan sy boekleed geraak. Want zei het gesê, als ik maar niet aan sy boekleed kan raak, zal ik gezond worden. Die oorzaak van haar bloeding het toe duidelijk opgehou en sy het aan haar lichaam gevoel dat sy van haar kwaal genees is. Jesus het onmiddellik achterkom dat kracht van hom uitgegaan gegaan het. Hy het in die skare omgedraai en gevra, wie het aan my boekleed geraak? Maar sy disciples het om gesê, hy sien dat die skare van alle kanten af teen u draak, en toch vraag u, wie het aan my geraak? Hij het om hom blij rondkijk, om die een te zien wat het gedoen het, toe die vrouw besef wat met haar gebeur het, het sy bevend van vrees, voor hom kom neerkneel, en om die volle waarheid vertel. Hy sê toe verhaal, dochter, jou geloof het jou gereed. Ga in vrede, en wees genees van jou kwaal terwijl hy nog praat, kom daar mense van die leier van die synagoge sy huis af en sê, die dochter het gesterf. Waarom val die meester nou nog lastig? Jesus het echter in die voorbij gaan gehoor toe die berug oorgedra word en sê toe vir die leier van die synagoge, moet nie ontsteld wees nie, geloo niet. En hy het niemand toegelaad om met om saam te gaan nie behalwe Petrus, Johannes en Jacobus, die, die broer van Jacobus. Toe hulle by die leier van die synagoge's huis kom, sien hij een geroese moes en mense wat huil en erg weeklaag. Hy gaan toe in en vraag hulle, waarom gaan julle so te kere en huil julle? Die kankie het nie gesterf nie, maar slaap net. Hulle het om echter uitgelaag. Maar nadat hy allemaal uitgejaag het, het hy die vader van die keinkie, haar moeder, en die wat bij hem was, saamgeneem en ingegaan na waar die keinkie was. Hy neem toe die keinkie zijn hand en sê vir haar, Talitha wat, Als dit vertaal word, beteken, dochterkie, ek sê vir jou, Staan op. Dadelijk het die dochterkie opgestaan en begin loop. Sy was twaalf jaar oud. Hulle was stom van verbasing. Hy het hulle streng opdracht gegeen dat niemand dit moes weet nie en gesê dat hulle vir haar iets te eten moes bring. Jesus got into the boat again and went back to the other side of the lake where a large crowd gathered around him on the shore. Then a leader of the local synagogue, whose name was Jairus, arrived. When he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet, pleading fervently with him. My little daughter is dying, he said. Please come and lay your hands on her, heal her so she can live. Jesus went with him, and all the people followed, crowding around him. A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. She had suffered a great deal from many doctors, and over the years she had spent everything she had to pay them, but she had gotten no better. In fact, She had gotten worse. She heard about Jesus, so she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe. For she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. Immediately the bleeding stopped and she could feel in her body that she had been healed of her terrible condition. Jesus realized at once that healing power had gone out of him. So he turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my robe? His disciples said to him, look at this crowd pressing around you. How can you ask who touched me? But he kept on looking around to see who had done it. Then the frightened woman, trembling at the realization of what had happened to her, came and fell to her knees in front of him and told him what she has done, had done. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. While he was still speaking to her, messengers arrived from the home of Jairus, the leader of the synagogue, and they told him, Your daughter is dead. There's no use troubling the teacher anymore. But Jesus overheard them, and he said to Jairus, Don't be afraid. Just have faith. Then Jesus stopped the crowd and wouldn't let anyone go with him except Peter, James and John, the brother of James. And when they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw much commotion and weeping and wailing. He went inside and asked, why all this commotion and weeping? The child isn't dead. She's only asleep. The crowd laughed at him. But he made them all leave, and he took the girl's father and mother and the three disciples into the room where the girl was lying. Holding her hand, he said to her, Talitakum, which means, Little girl, get up. And the girl who was 12 years old, immediately stood up and walked around. They were overwhelmed and totally amazed. Jesus gave them strict orders not to tell anyone what had happened. And then he told them to give her something to eat. Here ends our scripture reading and the beautiful word from Mark's gospel as he conveys Two healings intertwined, twisted into each other. The daughter of Jairus and also the woman who was suffering from bleeding for 12 years. What is the message for us this morning? We, We are in a pandemic in the whole world today. The coronavirus Havak we are wait awaiting the president's announcement tonight again maybe we will have stricter restrictions what does this story tell us what can we take from this for ourselves but also for the world in this beautiful narrative of healing and restoration and hope. I think we must concentrate on certain things, and we can go through this whole story over and over again. And I think every time you will realize that something else would come into your mind and be emphasized. Well, what is that? What Akenyeh? in hierdie moeilike tijde, waar ons weet van soveel mense wat, wat siek word, ook van die Corona-wirus, dit het nou alle families raakt het, dis oorals, ons hoor van mense wat doodgaan, wat, wat wil hierdie geneesingsstory, vir jou en vir my na toe uitnooi? I think the invitation from this story is, two people, At the end of their ropes and this is also how the world maybe might feel we came to the end of our rope we thought we were such clever people we thought that medicine and all those things are ruling and that science is ruling the world and this little virus that nobody can see it's so small causes havoc it brings us like this leader in the synagogue Jairus and this woman without a name we only know that she was a woman suffering from bleeding for 12 years they were desperate they didn't know what to do anymore but they came to the right source And I think this is the first invitation from this story. They trusted in the power of God through Jesus with with all the faith they had in their hearts. And they were actually putting their whole lives at risk. He was working in the synagogue. He could lose his job because he he should have been a very devout Jew. How can he now go to Jesus for help? So he, he put everything he had, his position, his status, his work, he put that at risk to go to the right source. And this is to connect with God through Jesus. This woman... She was unclean. She couldn't go. If, you, if a woman was bleeding, she was not allowed to go into any synagogue or place of worship. In, in, she was act, actually an outsider. And she wasn't actually allowed to touch Jesus or anybody because she was, was considered unclean. And she put Everything, her whole life in jeopardy to find Jesus. So I think this is a wonderful invitation for us in the world today as well. An invitation to, to go to God and to humble ourselves before God. This man, he went on his knees. He assumed a position of worship before Jesus. If you read that again, you will hear. He fell on his knees before Jesus. Humble himself. So, brother and sister, I think this is dis die uitnodiging in hierdie verhaal wat ik en jy vanmôre lees is die eerste die die gesindheid van blindeling se vertrouwen, maar blindelings in die zin van oergave vertrouwen in God en dan ook met nederigheid om op jouw knieën voor God te komen. is om te sê jij weet nie so the invitation is to trust that there is a solution from God. This is for for us an invitation. And the second invitation is for us to be open and humble. Open and humble to receive. To receive what God wants to do. And then it's very interesting that the theology of Mark comes to the fore. He doesn't put Jesus uh, forward as a miracle worker in the first instance, he doesn't present Jesus as the one that just does miracles here and there and everywhere. No. He puts Jesus theologically, and this is also the invitation for you and me when we read this story. He puts Jesus as the one that yields, the healer, the whole maker, the one that enters into our lives and allows us to, resurrection because he says Talita and that is beautiful because he uses it's like an, a, a term of endearment little little girl little daughter stand up you can be resurrected from a position of Nowhere to go. A position of cul-de-sac. A position of death. So he's not just a miracle worker. I mean. This little girl. Also died later in her life. And this woman also. It's not about Jesus miraculously just. Bring people back to life again. But it is. Jesus as the one that connects with us and heals us and makes us whole. And there's a big difference because then it puts us in a permanent position of connectedness with God. So Jesus is nie die wonne in die eerste ge- punt in hierdie verhaal nie. Theologisch wil Marcus vir ons sê, hij is niet die wonenwerker, wat net rondgaande mense ge, ge, gezond maak, nie. Hij is een geneeser, wat heel maakt, wat die afstand of die, die, die uh, tussen ons en God, die komt heel maak. En dit doen hij voor hierdie mense, die hulle te genees van hulle fysische siekte. Natuurlijk is Jesus ook een wat genees. Natuurlijk kan ek in jou anhou bid vir geneesing vir mense. Maar die belangrikste ding hier is, die verbintenis weer met God. Dis heel word, en daarom is hy die jeler. The connector is Jesus. He connects us with God. And he puts us in a resurrected position. Dochterki, stand up. Little girl, raise up. Stand up. And when he talks to this woman that was bleeding, he comes back to that same terminology. He says, daughter, my daughter, your faith has saved you. You came to the right person, you came to the right one, the best one, to link you with God, to the healer, the whole maker. So, dis die theologie, nie in die eerste plek, om alle siekes te genees nie, en Jesus doen dit, maar daar het dieper doel, hy verbind ons met God. So, wat is die uitnodiging uit hierdie gedeelte? In hierdie COVID pandemie en en alles wat wat daarmee saamgaan. Wat nooi Jesus ons in hierdie gedeelte uit? Hy nooi ons uit om te sê, wat glo ek en jy eindelijk oor God? Is God en Jesus die een wat ons in ons lewe inkom, en ons heel maak, en wat moet heel kom, in die boodskap van hierdie pandemie vir die wereld. So, the question and the invitation is, what needs to become whole, through this pandemic? Yes, yes, we keep on praying for people to be healed. But m- what must be restored in our relationship with God? What must become whole? What, what is broken in this whole world? That is the question, the invitation through this story. Where, where have we lost the plot in this world? And I'm sure that if you and I think about that together this morning that we will know the world has lost the plot, the connection with God. And maybe this is the calling through this beautiful healing story. What needs to be healed? And I think the message is That faith will heal our reconnectedness with God. Maybe this is the invitation through COVID. That everybody was trying to do its own thing. Everybody was trying to abuse the world. Everybody wants to be rich and famous and whatever. And now through this pandemic, maybe God is calling us to say. What went wrong? What must be healed? Where did we lose the plot? What must be connected with him again? Because we are like this woman and Jairus. We are at the loose end. At the end of everything. And this is the idle place for us. To come and recommit. We, as God's children in the church with Jesus, recommit to the source that we lost, maybe. So, it's also an invitation to say, Are you and I prepared to put everything on, on the spell? So, Akinje, alles, alles obi spellblast. Ja, Iris het sy posiesie en sy status en alles op op eishalf gesit om weer met God te verbind. Hierdie vrou het geweet, sy mag nie eerst tussen die mens in hierdie skare wees nie, maar sy het gegaan, want sy het geweet, as ek my net aan hom raak. That is faith. Faith is to say, I put everything on hold so that I can recommit with God again. And then it's interesting that in the middle of the story, so Jesus is on his way to Jairus' house to heal or to, to help him with his daughter, and then he's been interrupted by this woman first, and there's healing taking place, and then comes the message, "Ah, oh, don't worry, she's already dead. And then it's interesting that it, it looks like um, the, the, the specific word in that um, what, what Jesus says is that uh, uh, it's translated that uh, Jesus overheard them saying that. And then he says, "Don't take notice of what they say." And that's so beautiful, because Jesus wants invites you and me also in, in our difficult situations, to which voices do you and I listen? To the negative voices? Of this people say, oh, don't bother the master anymore. Your child is dead in any case. Or are we listening to the voice of the living, healing, and whole maker God? So Jesus said to him, don't listen to them. He says, "Um, don't be afraid. Just have faith. Because he wants to bring us back to listen to God's voice and not the voices of this world. Because it's so easy to be distracted. And if we concentrate on the voices of people in this world, we will just hear negative things. And I think this is also what what happens in a pandemic and there's a lot of messages that comes through and this one says the the uh, vaccine is this and the other one says the vaccine is that and this is not good for you and it is bad for you and all the things you know that's listening to different voices and what does it do it upsets us everybody's upset should I take the vaccine should I not what, what is it? And then we got, uh, get all these different voices. And the invitation through this healing narrative this morning is to say, stop listening to different voices. Concentrate on the voice of the God who is the healer, the whole maker. And listen to his calling. And maybe he's calling you and me in different directions. Maybe there's something that you hear that you should do, you should change. Maybe there's something that we must do as a community, that we as the church should change to become whole and connected with God again. So all these things are different voices. But this narrative invites us to say, don't be afraid. Put your faith in God. So it is makkelijk om in vries en in angst vir alles te leven nou is maklik om in angst oor te gaan en te sê, oe, dit gaan gebeur en dat gaan gebeur. Maar is het God wo- sy stem, is God die een wat met angst na ons te kom of uit hierdie geneesingsverhalen zijn niet iedereen eerder een wat met bemoediging en met troos en met omgeekom. So the compassionate God's voice must be heard. The yielding God's word, the the connectedness voice of God must be heard in this whole pandemic. So this story is like a road sign to you and me this morning. You know a road sign if you if you travel along the road and there's a road sign that say Cape Town so many kilometres. This is not Cape Town yet, but we've got the road sign that says, you will reach your destination. So, as ons hierdie, hierdie geneesingsverhaal van Jesus vandag gebruik as ons eie pad teken, dan zien ons, die pad is daar, die eindbestemming is mooi. Daar is opstanding, daar is geneesing, daar is hoop, daar is heel Dat is die uitnodiging van hierdie hierdie verhaal vanmorgen. Daar is opstanding, daar is nieuwe leven, en daar is antwoord. So kyk nie angstig om jou rond nie. Kyk maar weer binnen jou, en vind die God wat vir jou lief is, en vir jou omgeer. So the road sign of this invitation this morning is to say, concentrate on the compassionate God who has empathy with you and me. Concentrate on the God of resurrection and hope. Talita little, kum. Little girl, stand up. Receive wholeness. Receive the hope. So there's a big difference between healing and wholeness. The two goes together. But in this story, the invitation is concentrate on the wholeness of the connection with God. And then the healing will follow. But the most important thing is God will connect us with him in such a new way that new things will happen. We will overcome this coronavirus. We will. Because the compassionate God gives us the road sign this morning telling us that there is resurrection and there is hope. And with kindness in his heart Hear the word of the Holy Spirit this morning calling you and me with a beautiful name my little child I know that you are weary and tired My little daughter Here is my hand stand up receive the healing receive the wholeness that is from God. Amen. Amen. Let's thank God for his invitation in this word this morning. Heere, dankie dat ons weer dat hierdie verhalen vanmorgen ons weer uitnooi om heel te word met ee dat ons geestelik kan opstaan, dat ons weer ons verhouding met u op een nieuwe manier kan her En dank je dat ons geneesing kan voorvraag, heel woord kan voorvraag. Kom, maak ons lichaam wat ziek is, gesond, Maak ons geest wat ziek is, heel, kom verbind ons weer op een nieuwe manier aan u, kom gee vir ons die heelheid van een opstandingslewe, van u, die God van omgee in hoop in dankbaarheid. Lord, we put the whole world all of us before you this morning. We will not be selfish in our prayers just for us and just for our country but for the whole world. We ask for healing for all the bodies suffering from all different kinds of illnesses. But we also ask, we ask that things will become whole again, united with you again. Let us be resurrected to a new relationship with you. And thank you, That as we read through this healing narratives this morning, that we know and that we believe that you are still the God of healing, of wholeness, and hope. Amen. Our closing hymn is that beautiful hymn where we enter into a prayer for ourselves and for the whole world and for everybody in our country. That we want to stay, that we want to reconnect and stay closer to this God, nearer my God to thee, nader Mm -hmm. my God by thee
1: no my fault by Krötesval, valjer för mig. God by be- you, no further. Thank
0: van geneesing en van alle hoop, sal altyd met jou wees. The healing God will always be with you, showing you his compassion, and guiding you with his love. Amen.